0: section seven of the perfumed garden by shaykh nafzawi translated by richard burton this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by chapter nine the sundry names given to the sexual organs of women Al-fairj, the slit abu bal'um the glutton al kus the vulva al muqawar the bottomless al Kalmoon the voluptuous Abu Shafrain, the two-lipped, al As the primitive, Abu Angara, the humpbacked; backed the starling, al gurbal, the sieve, Al-Shaq, the chin, Al-Hazaz, the restless, abu tartur the one with a crest, Al-Lazaz, the unionist, Abu Khashim, the one with a little nose, Al-Mud, the accommodating, al Main the assistant, Al-Qunfud, the hedgehog, Al-Masbool, the long one, Al-Sakuti, the silent one, Al-Malqi, the duellist al the crusher, al harab the fugitive, al-thaqil, the importunate, al-sabir, the resigned, al-talib, the yearning one, al musafah the barred one, al hasan the beautiful, al-mazur, the deep one, al Nafah, the one that swells, al-addad, the biter, Abu bujabha the one with a projection, al-massas, the sucker, al zambur the wasp, al-wasa, the vast one, al-har, the hot one, al-arid, the large one, al-livyd the delicious one as regards to the vulva called al-farj or the slit it has this name because it opens and shuts again when hotly yearning for coitus like the one of a mare in heat at the approach of the stallion this word however is applied indiscriminately to the natural parts of men and women for god the supreme had used this expression in the quran chapter 33 volume 35 al-hafila wal the proper meaning of farj is slit opening or passage People say, I have found a firj in the mountains, viz. a passage. There is a sukun upon the ra, and a fathah upon the jim, and in this sense it means also the natural parts of woman. But if the ra is marked with a fathah, it signifies deliverance from misfortunes. The person who dreams of having seen the vulva, or the firj of a woman, will know that if he is in trouble, God will free him of it, if he is in perplexity, he will soon get out of it, and lastly, if he is in poverty, he will soon become wealthy, because footage by transposing the vowels will mean the deliverance from evil by analogy if he wants a thing he will get it if he has debts they will be paid it is considered more lucky to dream of the vulva is open but if the one seen belongs to a young virgin it indicates that the door of consolation will remain closed and the thing which is desired is not obtainable it is a proved fact that the man who sees in his dream the vulva of a virgin that has never been touched will certainly be involved in difficulties and will not be lucky in his affairs but if the vulva is open so that he can look well into it or even it is hidden but he is free to enter it he will bring the most difficult task to a successful end after having first failed in them and this after a short delay by the help of a person whom he never thought of he who has seen in his dream a man busy upon a young girl and when the same is getting off her has managed to see at that moment her vulva will bring his business to a happy end after having failed to do so by the help of the man he has seen if it is himself who did the girl's business and he has seen her vulva he will succeed by his own exertion to realize the most difficult problems and be successful in every respect generally speaking to see the vulva in dreams is a good sign so it is of good augury to dream of coition and he who sees himself in the act and finishing with the ejaculation will meet success in all his affairs but it is not the same with a man who merely begins coition and does not finish it he on the contrary will be unlucky in every enterprise it is supposed that the man who dreams of being busy with a woman will afterwards obtain from her what he wants the man who dreams of cohabiting with women with whom to have sexual intercourse is forbidden by religion for instance his mother his sister etc or the maharim must consider this as a presage that he will go to sacred places at haram and perhaps even journey to the holy house of god and look there upon the grave of the prophet as regards to the verile member, it has been previously mentioned that to dream of accident occurring to that organ means the loss of all remembrance and the extinction of the race. The sight of a pair of pantaloons or sirwal prognosticates the appointment to a post or a wilaya, by reason of the analogy of the letters composing the word sirual with those arming by transposition the two words sir or go and wali named go to the post for which you are named. It is related that a man who had dreamed that the Amir had given him a pair of pantaloons became Qadi. Dreaming of pantaloons is also a sign of protection for the natural parts, and foretells success in business. The almond, or loz, a word composed of the same letters as zal, or to seize, seen in a dream by a man in trouble means that he will be liberated from it, to a man who is ill that he will be cured. In short, all misfortunes will give way. Somebody having dreamed that he was eating almonds asked the wise man the meaning of it, he received the answer that by reason of the analogy of the letters in los and Zal the ills that beset him would disappear, and the event justified the explanation. The sight of a molar tooth or burs in a dream indicates eternity. The man, therefore, who has seen his tooth drop out may be sure that his enemy is dead. This arises from the word burs signifying both enemy and a molar and one can say at that same time it is my tooth and it is my enemy the window or thaga and the shoe or the madas reminds you of women the vulva resembles in fact when invaded by the verge a window with a man putting his head into it to look about or a shoe that is being put on consequently he who sees himself in dreaming in the act of going in at a window or putting on a shoe has the certainty of getting possession of a young woman or a virgin if the window is newly built or the shoe is new and in good condition but that woman will be old according to the state of the window or shoe the loss of a shoe foretells to a man the loss of his wife to dream of something folded together and which gets open predicts that a secret will be divulged and made public the same remaining folded up indicates, on the other hand, that the secret will be kept. If you dream of reading a letter, you will know that you will have news, which will be according to the nature of the contents of the letter good or bad. The man who dreams of passages in the Qur'an or the traditions of hadith will, from the subjects treated therein, draw his conclusion. For instance, the passage, He will grant you the help of God and immediate victory, will signify to him victory and triumph certainly god has the decision in his hands or heaven will open and offer its numerous portals and other similar passages indicate success a passage treating of punishment prognosticates punishment from those treating of benefits a lucky event may be concluded such is the passage in the quran which says he who forgives sins is terrible in his inflictions Dreams about poetry and songs contain their explanation in the contents of the objects of the dream. He who dreams of horses, mules, or asses may hope for good, for the Prophet, God's salutation and goodness be with him, has said, Men's fortunes are attached to the forelocks of their horses till the day of resurrection, and it is written in the Quran, God the highest has thus willed it that they serve you for mounts and for state. The correctness of these prognostications is not subject to any doubt he who dreams of seeing himself mounted upon an ass as a career and arriving at his destination will be lucky in all things but he who tumbles off the ass on his way is advised that he will be subject to accidents and misfortunes the fall of a turban from the head predicts ignominy as the turban being the arab's crown if you see yourself in a dream with naked feet it means loss and the bare head has the same significance by transposing the letters other analogies may be arrived at these explanations are not here in their place but i have been induced to give them in this chapter an account of the use of which they may be put persons who wish to know more on this subject have only to consult the treatise of ibn sirin and now return to the names given to the sexual parts of woman alcus or the vulva this word serves as the name of a young woman's vulva in particular such a vulva is very plump and round in every direction with long lips and grand slit the edges well divided and symmetrical and rounded it is soft seductive perfect throughout it is the most pleasant and no doubt the best of all the different sorts may god grant us the possession of such a vulva amen it is warm tight and dry so much that one might expect to see fire burst from it its form is graceful, its odour pleasant. The whiteness of its outside sets off its carmine red middle. There is no imperfection about it. Al-Qalmun, the voluptuous, the name given to the vulva of a young virgin. al or the primitive, this is a name applicable to every kind of vulva. Zerzur, zarzur the starling, the vulva of a very young girl, or as others pretend, of a brunette. al shuk or the chink the vulva of a bony lean woman it is like a chink in a wall with not a vestige of flesh may god keep us from it abu tartur or the crested one it is the name given to a vulva furnished with a red comb like that of a cock which rises at the moment of enjoyment abu Khushaym, the snub nose is a vulva with thin lips and small tongue al qunfuz the hedgehog the vulva of the old decrepit woman dried up with age and with bristly hair As-sakuti, the silent one. This name has been given to the vulva that is noiseless. The member may enter a hundred times a day, but will not say a word, and will be content to look on without a murmur. At-daqaq, the crusher, so called from its crushing movements upon the member, it generally begins to push the member, directly it enters, to the right and to the left, and to grip it with a matrix, and would, if it could, absorb also the two testicles. At-thaqeel, the importunate this is the vulva which is never tired of taking in the member this latter might pass a hundred nights with it and walk in a hundred times every night still that vulva would not be sated nay it would still want more and it would not allow the member to come out again at all if it was possible with such a vulva the parts are exchanged the vulva is the pursuer the member is pursued luckily it is a rarity and only found in a small number of women who are wild with passion all in fire and in flame talib the yearning one this vagina is met with in a few women only with some it is natural with others it becomes what it is by long abstinence it is burning for a member and having got one in its embraces it refuses to part with it until its fire is completely extinguished al Hesan, the beautiful this is the vulva which is white plump in form vaulted like a dome firm and without any deformity you cannot take your eyes off it and to look at it changes a feeble erection into a strong one A nefar the swelling one so called because a torpid member coming near it and rubbing its head against it a few times at once swells and stands upright to the woman who has such a one it procures excessive pleasure for at the moment of crisis it opens and shuts convulsively like the vulva of a mare abu jabha the one with a projection some women have this sort of vulva which is very large with a pubis prominent like a projecting fleshy forehead a the vast one a vulva surrounded by very large pubis women of that build are said to be of large vagina because although on the approach of the member it appears fine and penetrable to such a degree that not even a murud seems likely to be passed in as soon as it feels the friction of the glance against its centre it opens wide at once a larilde the large one this is a vulva which is as wide as it is long that is to say fully developed all round from side to side and from pubis to the perineum it is the most beautiful to look upon as the poet said it has the splendid whiteness of a forehead in its dimensions it is like the moon the fire that radiates from it is like the sun's and seems to burn the member which approaches unless first moistened with saliva the member cannot enter the odour it emits is full of charms it is also said that this name applies to the vagina of women who are plump and fat when such a one crosses her thighs one over the other the vulva stands out like the head of a calf if she lays it bare it resembles a sarh of corn placed between her thighs and if she walks it is apparent under her clothes by its weary movement at each step may god in his goodness and generosity let us enjoy such a vagina it is of all the most pleasing the most celebrated the most wished for abu belroom the glutton the vulva with a vast capacity for swallowing if such a vulva has not been able to get coitus for some time it fairly engulfs the member that then comes near it without leaving any trace of it outside like as a man who is famished flings himself upon viands that are offered to him and would swallow them without mastication المقاور, the bottomless this is the vagina of indefinite length having in consequence the matrix lying very far back It requires a member of the largest dimensions. Any other could not succeed in rousing its amorous sensibilities. Abu Shafarin, the two-lipped. This name is given to the amply developed vagina of an excessively stout woman, also to vaginas the lips of which have become flaccid owing to weakness, and are long and pendulous. Abu Angara, the humpbacked this vulva has the mount of venus prominent and hard standing out like a hump on the back of the camel and reaching down between the thighs like the head of a calf may god let us enjoy such a vulva amen al or the sieve this vulva on receiving a member seems to sift it all over below right and left fore and aft until the torment of pleasure arrives al or the restless when this vagina has received a member it begins to move violently and without interruption until the member touches the matrix, and then knows no repose till it has hastened on the enjoyment and finished its world. al the Unionist. The vagina which, having taken in the member, clings to it, and pushes itself forward upon it so closely that if the thing were possible it would enfold the two testicles. Elmud, the accommodating... This name is applied to the vagina of a woman who has felt for a long time an ardent wish for coition. In rapture with the member it sees, it is glad to second its movements of come and go. It offers its matrix to the member by pressing it forward within reach, which is, after all, the best gift it can offer. Whatever place inside of it the member wants to explore, this bulva will make him welcome to gracefully according to its wish there is no corner it will not help the member to reach Elmasbul, the long one this name applies only to some vulvas Everyone one knows that vulvas are far from being all the same in conformation and aspect this vulva extends from the pubis to the anus it lengthens out when the woman is lying down or standing and contracts when she is sitting differing in this respect from the vulva of round shape it looks like a splendid cucumber lying between the thighs with some women it shows projecting under light clothing or when they are bending back the duelist this vulva which on the introduction of a member executes the movement of coming and going pushes itself upon it for fear of its retiring before the pleasure arrives there is no enjoyment for it but the shock given to its matrix by the member and it is for this that it projects its matrix to grip and suck the member's gland when the ejaculation takes place certain vulvas wild with desire and lust be it natural or in consequence of long abstention throws themselves upon the approaching member, opening the mouth like a famished infant to whom the mother offers the breast. In the same way, this vulva advances and retires upon the member, to bring it face to face with the matrix, as if in fear, unaided, it could not find the same. The vulva and the member resembles thus two skilful duelists. Each time that one of them rushes its antagonist, the latter opposes its shield to bury the blow, and repulse the assault. The member represents the sword, and the matrix the shield. The one who first ejaculates the sperm is vanquished, while the one who is slowest is the victor, and assuredly it is a fine fight. I should like thus to fight without stopping to the day of my death. As the poet says, I have let them see the effect of a subtle shadow, spinning like an ever-busy spider. They said to me, How long will you go on? I answered them, I will work till I am dead. al Harab the fugitive. The vagina, which, being very tight and short, is hurt by the penetration of a very large and soft member, it tries to escape to the right and left. It is thus, people say, like the vagina of most virgins, which, not yet having made acquaintance of the member, and fearful of its approach, tries to get out of its way when it glides in between the thighs, and wants to be admitted. A sabir, the resigned, this is the vulva which having admitted the member submits patiently to all its whims and movements it is also said that this vulva is strong enough to suffer resignedly the most violent and prolonged coitus if it were altered a hundred times it would not be vexed or annoyed and instead of venting reproaches it would give thanks to god it will show the same patience if it had to do with several members who visit it successively this kind of vagina is found in women of a glowing temperament if they only knew how to do it they would not allow the man to dismount nor his member to retire for a single moment al musafah the barred one this kind of vagina is not often met with the defect which distinguished it is sometimes natural sometimes it is the result of an unskilful executed operation of circumcision upon the woman it can happen that the operator makes a false move with his instrument and injures the two lips or even only one of them in healing these form a thick scar which bars the passage and in order to make the vagina accessible to the member a surgical operation and the use of the basturi will have to be resorted to Almurur, the deep one the vagina which always has the mouth open and the bottom of which is beyond sight the longest members only can reach it al the biter the vulva which when the member has got into it and is burning with passion opens and shuts again upon the same fiercely it is chiefly when the ejaculation is coming that the man feels the head of his member bitten by the mouth of the matrix And certainly there is an attractive power in the same when it clings to the gland, yearning for sperm, and draws it in as far as it can. If God in his power has decreed that the woman shall become pregnant, the sperm gets concentrated in the matrix, where it is gradually vivified. But if, on the contrary, God does not permit the conception, the matrix expels the seed, which then runs over the vagina. Almasas, the sucker this is a vagina which in its amorous heat in consequence of voluptuous toyings or of long abstinence begins to suck the member which has entered it so forcibly as if to deprive it of all its sperm dealing with it as a child drawing on the breast of the mother the poets have described it in the following verse she the woman shows in turning up her robe an object the vulva developed full and round in semblance like a cup turned upside down in placing thereupon your hand you seem to feel a well-formed bosom springy firm and full in boring in your lance, it gets well bitten and drawn in by suction as the breast is by a child and after having finished if you wish to recommence you'll find it flaming hot as any furnace another poet may god grant all his wishes in paradise has composed on the same theme the following lines like to a man extended on his chest she the vulva feels the hand which has to be well stretched to cover it The places it occupies is standing forth like an unopened bud of the blossom of a plum tree assuredly the smoothness of its skin is like the beardless cheek of adolescence its conduct is but narrow the entrance to it is not easy and he who essays to get in feels as though he was butting against a coat of mail and at the introduction it emits a sound like to the tearing of a woven stuff the member having filled its cavity receives the lively welcome of a bite such as the nipple of the nurse receives when placed between the nursling's lips for suction its lips are burning like a fire that is lighted and how sweet it is this fire how delicious for me Azambur, the wasp this kind of vulva is known by the strength and roughness of its fur When the member approaches and tries to enter, it gets stung by the hairs, as if by a wasp. Al-Hir, the hot one. This is one of the most praiseworthy vulvas. Warmth is, in fact, very esteemed in a vulva, and it may be said that the intensity of the enjoyment afforded by it is in proportion to the heat it develops. Poets have praised it in the following verse. The vulva possesses an intrinsic heat, shut in a solid heart and pent-up breast its fire communicates itself to him that enters it it equals in intensity the fire of love she is as tight as a well-fitting shoe smaller than the circle of the apple of the eye A lethe or the delicious it has the reputation of procuring an unexampled pleasure comparable only to the one felt by the beasts and the birds of prey and for which they fight sanguinary combats and if such effects are produced upon animals what must they be for man and so it is that all wars spring from the search for the voluptuous pleasure which the vagina procures and which is the highest fortune of this world it is a part of the delights of paradise awarded to us by god as a foretaste of what is waiting for us namely delights a thousand times superior and above which only the sight of benevolent god is to be placed more names might certainly be found applicable to the sexual organs of woman but the number of those mentioned above appears to me ample the principal object of this work is to collect together all the remarkable and attractive matters concerning coitus so that he who is in trouble may find consolation in it and a man to whom erection offers difficulties may be able to look into it for a remedy against his weakness wise physicians have written that people whose members have lost their strength and are afflicted with impotence should assiduously read books treating of coition and should study carefully the different kinds of love-making in order to recover their former vigor a certain means of provoking erection is to look at animals in the act of coition as it is not always everywhere possible to see animals whilst in the act of copulation books on the subject of generation are indispensable in every country large or small both the rich and poor have a taste for this sort of book which may be compared to the stone of philosophy transforming common metals into gold it is related and god penetrates the most obscure matters and is most wise that once upon a time, before the reign of the great caliph Harun al-Rashid, there lived a buffoon, who was the amusement of women, old people and children. His name was Jaedi. Many women granted him their favours freely, and he was much liked and well received by all, by princes, viziers, and Qadis, who was likewise very well treated. In general, all the world pampered him, at that time. Indeed, any man that was a buffoon enjoyed the greatest considerations, for which the poets have said, O oh, time of all the dwellers here below you only elevate buffoons or fools or him whose mother was a prostitute or him whose annas as an inkstand serves or him who from his youth has been a pander who has no other work but to bring the two sexes together jahidi related the following story the story of jahidi and Father Hadel jamal i was in love with a woman who was all grace and perfection beautiful of shape and gifted with all imaginable charms Her cheeks were like roses, her forehead lily-white, her lips like coral. She had teeth like pearls, and breasts like pomegranates. Her mouth opened round like a ring, her tongue seemed to be encrusted with precious gems. Her eyes, black and finely slit, had the languor of slumber, and her voice the sweetness of sugar. With her form pleasantly filled out, her flesh was mellow like fresh butter, and pure as the diamond as to her vulva it was white prominent round as an arch the centre of it was red and breathed fire without a trace of humidity for sweet to the touch it was quite dry when she walked in it showed in relief like a dome or an inverted cup in reclining it was visible between her thighs looking like a kid couched on a hillock "'This woman was my neighbour. All the others played and laughed with me, jested with me, and met my suggestions with great pleasure. I reveled in their kisses, their close embraces and, and nibbling, and in sucking their lips, breasts, and necks. I had questioned with all of them, except my neighbour. and It was exactly her I wanted to possess in preference to all the rest. But instead of being kind to me, she avoided me rather.' when i contrived to take her aside to trifle with her and try to rouse her gaiety and spoke to her of my desires she recited to me the following verses the sense of which was mystery to me among the mountain tops i saw a tent placed firmly apparent to all eyes high up in mid-air but oh the pole that held it up was gone and like a vase without a handle it remained with all its cords undone its centre sinking in forming a hollow like that of a kettle every time i told her of my passion she answered me with these verses which to me were void of meaning and to which i could make no reply which however only excited my love all the more i therefore inquired of all those i knew amongst wise men philosophers and savants the meaning but not one of them could solve the riddle for me, so as to satisfy my hate and appease my passion. Nevertheless, I continued my investigations, until at last I heard of a savant named Abunawas, who lived in a far-off country, and who, I was told, was the only man capable of solving the enigma. I betook to him, appraised him of the distress I had with a woman, and recited to him the above-mentioned verses. Abunawas said to me, "'This woman loves you to the exclusion of every other man. "'She is very corpulent and plump,' I answered. "'It is exactly as you say. "'You have given her likeness as if she were before you, "'accepting what you say in the respect of her love for me, "'for until now she has never given me any proof of it. "'She has no husband.' "'This is so,' I said. "'Then he added, "'I have reason to believe that your member is of small dimensions, "'and such a member cannot give her pleasure nor quench her fire.' for what she wants is a lover with a member like that of an ass perhaps it may not be so tell me the truth about this when i had reassured him on that point affirming that my member which began to rise at the expression of his doubtings was full-sized he told me that in that case all difficulties would disappear and explained to me the sense of the verses as follows the tent firmly planted represents the vulva of grand dimensions and placed well forward the mountains between which it rises are the thighs the stake which supported its centre and has been torn up means that she has no husband comparing the stake or pole that supports the tent to the virile member holding up the lips of the vulva she is like a vase without a handle this means if the pail is without a handle to hang it up by it is good for nothing the pail representing the vulva and the handle the verge the cords are undone and its centre is sinking in that is to say as the tent without a supporting pole caves in at the centre inferior in disrespect to the vault which remains upright without support so can the woman who has no husband not enjoy complete happiness from the words it forms a hollow like that of a kettle you may judge how lascivious god has made that woman in her comparisons she likens her vova to a kettle which serves to prepare the therid. listen if the therid is placed in a kettle to turn it out well it must be stirred by means of a medallic, long and solid whilst the kettle is steadied by the feet and hands only in that way it can be properly prepared it cannot be done with a small spoon the cook would burn her hands owing to the shortness of the handle and the dish would not be well prepared this is the symbol of this woman's nature Jaedi. If your member has not the dimensions of a respectable medellic, serviceable to the good preparation of the therid, it will not give her satisfaction, and, moreover, if you do not hold her close to your chest, and lacing her with your hands and feet, it is useless to solicit her favours. Finally, if you let her consume herself by her own fire, like the bottom of a kettle which gets burnt if the medellic is not stirred upon it, you will not gratis her desire by the result." You see now what prevented her from acceding to your wishes. She was afraid that you would not be able to quench her frame after having fanned it. But what is the name of this woman, Jaidi? Father Hatel Jamal, the sunrise of beauty, I replied. Return to her, said the sage, and take her these verses, and your affair will come to a happy issue, please God. You will then come back to me, and inform me what will have come to pass between you i gave my promise and abu nawas recited to me the following lines have patience now o father hetil jamal i understand your words and all shall see how i obey them o you beloved and cherished by whoever can revel in your arms and glory in them o apple of my eye you thought i was embarrassed by the answer which i had to give you yes certainly it was the love i bore you made me look foolish in the eyes of all you know they thought i was possessed by a demon Call me a Mary Andrew and Buffoon for God, what of buffoonery of God? Should it be that no other member is like mine? Here, see it, measure it. What woman tastes it falls in love with me in violent love, It is a well-known fact you from afar may see it like a column if it erects itself it lifts my robe and shames me now take it kindly put it in your tent which is between the well-known mountains placed it will be quite at home there you will find it not softening while inside but sticking like an eel take it to form the handle of your vase come and examine it and notice well how vigorous it is and long in its erection if you want but a proper modellic, a modellic to use between your thighs take this to stir the centre of your kettle it will do good to you o oh mistress mine your kettle be it plaited will be satisfied having learned these verses by heart i took my leave of abu Was and returned to Father al jamal she was as usual alone i gave a slight knock at her door and she came out at once beautiful as the rising sun and coming up to me she said O oh, enemy of God, what business has brought you here to me at this time?' I answered her, O oh, my mistress, a business of great importance. Explain yourself, and I will see whether I can help you,' she said. "'I shall not speak to you about it until the door is locked,' I answered. "'Your boldness to-day is very great,' she said, "'and I, true, oh, my mistress, boldness is one of my qualities.' She then addressed me thus, O oh, enemy of yourself!' oh you most miserable of your race if i were to lock the door and you have nothing wherewith to satisfy my desires what should i do with you face of a jew you will let me share your couch and grant me your favors she began to laugh and after we had entered the house she told the slave to lock the house door as usual i asked her to respond to my proposals she then recited to me again the above-mentioned verses when she had finished, I began to recite to her those which Abu Nawas had taught me. As I proceeded, I saw her more and more moved. I observed her giving way to yawns, to stretch herself to sigh. I knew now I should arrive at the desired result. When I had finished, my memory was in such a state of erection that it became like a pillar, still lengthening. When Father al Jamal saw it in that condition, she precipitated herself upon it, took it into her hands, and drew it towards her thighs. And then I said, "O apple of my eyes, this may not be done here. Let us go into the chamber.' She replied, "'Leave me alone, son of a debauched woman. Before God I am losing my senses in seeing your member getting longer and longer and lifting your robe. Oh, what a member! I never saw a finer one. Let it penetrate into this delicious plump vulva.' which maddens all who hear it described, for the sake of which so many have died of love, and of which your superiors and masters themselves have not been able to get possession. I repeated, I shall not do it anywhere else than in your chamber. She answered, If you do not enter this minute, this tender vulva, I shall die. As I still insisted upon repairing it to her room, she cried, No, it is quite impossible, I cannot wait so long. I saw, in fact, her lips tremble, her eyes filling with tears. A general tremor ran over her. She changed colour and laid herself down upon her back, baring her thighs, the whiteness of which made her flesh appear like crystal, tinged with carmine. Then I examined her vulva, a white copula with a purple centre, soft and charming. It opened like that of a mare on the approach of a stallion. At that moment she seized my member and kissed it by saying, by the religion of my father it must enter it must penetrate into my vulva and drawing nearer to me she pulled it towards her vagina i now hesitated no longer to assist her with my member and placed it against the entrance of her vulva as soon as the head of my member touched the lips the whole body of father al jamal trembled with excitement sighing and sobbing she held me pressed to her bosom again i profited by this moment to admire the beauties of her vulva it was magnificent its purple centre setting off its whiteness all the more it was round and without any imperfection projecting like a splendidly curved dome over her belly in one word it was a masterpiece of creation as fine as could be seen the blessing of god the best creator upon it and the woman who possessed this wonder had in her time no superior Seeing her then in such transports, trembling like a bird, the throat of which has been cut, I pushed my dart into her. Thinking she might not be able to take in the whole of my member, I had entered cautiously. But she moved her buttocks furiously, saying to me, "'This is not enough for my contentment.' Making a strong push, I lodged my member completely in her, which made her utter a painful cry. But the moment after, she moved with greater fury than before. She cried, do not miss the corners neither high nor low but above all things do not neglect the centre the centre she repeated if you feel it coming let it go into my matrix so as to extinguish my fire then we moved alternately in and out which was delicious our legs were interlaced our muscles unbent so we went on with kisses and claspings until the crisis came upon us simultaneously we then rested and took breath after this mutual conflict i wanted to withdraw my member but she would not consent to this and begged of me not to take it out i acceded to her wish but a moment later she took it out herself dried it and replaced it in her vulva. we renewed our game kissing pressing and moving in rhythm after a short time we rose and entered her chamber without having this time accomplished the enjoyment she gave me now a piece of an aromatic root which she recommended to keep in my mouth assuring me that as long as i had it there my member would remain on the alert she then asked me to lie down which i did she mounted upon me and taking my member into her hands she made it entirely enter into her vagina i was astonished at the vigor of her vulva and at the heat emitted from it The moment the opening of her matrix in particular excited my admiration i never had an experience like it it closely clasped my member and pinched the gland with the exception of Father el jamal no woman had until then taken in my member to its full length she was able to do so i believe owing to her being very plump and corpulent and her vulva being large and deep Father el jamal astride upon me began to rise and descend She kept crying out, wept, went slower, then accelerated her movements again, ceased to move altogether. When part of my member became visible, she looked at it, then took it out altogether to examine it closely, then to plunge it in again, until it disappeared completely. So she continued, until the enjoyment overcame her again. At last, having dismounted from me, she now laid herself down, and asked me to go on to her. I did so, and she introduced my member entirely into her vulva. We thus continued our caresses, changing our positions in turns until night came on. I thought it would be proper to show a wish to go now, but she would not agree to this, and I had to give her my word that I would remain. I said to myself, This woman will not let me go at any price. When daylight comes, God will advise me i remained with her and all night long we kept caressing each other and took but scanty rest i counted that during that day and night i accomplished twenty-seven times the act of coitus and i became afraid that i should never more be able to leave the house of that woman having at last made good my escape i went to visit abu Nowas again and informed him of all that happened he was surprised and stupefied and his first words were oh tragedy you can have neither authority nor power over such a woman and she would make you do penance for all the pleasure you have had with the other women however father hadil jamal proposed to me to become her legitimate husband in order to put a stop to the vexatious rumours that were circulating about her conduct i on the other hand was only on the look for adultery asking the advice of abu Nawaz about it he told me if you marry father het jamal you will ruin your health and god will withdraw his protection from you and the worst of all will be that she will cuckold you for she is insatiable with respect to coitus and would cover you with shame and i answered him such is the nature of women they are insatiable as far as their vulvas are concerned and so long as their lust is satisfied they do not care whether it be with a buffoon a negro a valet or even with a man that is despised and reprobated by society on this occasion Abu Nhammas depicted the character of women in the following verses women are demons and were born as such no one can trust them as is known to all if they love a man it is only out of caprice and he to whom they are most cruel loves the most beings full of treachery and trickery i aver the man who loves you truly is a lost man he who believes me not can prove my word by letting woman's love get hold of him for years if in your generous mood you have given them your all and everything for years and years they will say afterwards i swear by god my eyes have never seen a thing he gave me after you have impoverished yourself for their sake their cry from day to day will be forever, give Give man, get up and buy and borrow. If they cannot profit by you, they'll turn against you. They will tell lies about you and calumniate you. They do not recoil to use a slave in the master's absence, if once their passions are aroused, and they play tricks. Assuredly, if once their vulva is in rut, they only think of getting some member in erection. Preserve us God from woman's trickery, and of old women in particular. So be it. nine End of Section seven